0: Paul and Angie Lingzo, founders of the Lingzo Fitness Academy, bring you The Missing Piece. Mission, mindset, and mechanics for your complete transformation. As creators of the Anti-Diet Mindset Reprogram, Paul and Angie have all the missing pieces you need to make the leap to your best life. Welcome to The Missing Piece. Welcome back to The Missing Piece, everybody. Before we get started, why don't you head on over to our website? Antidiet.co Antidiet.co Maybe not right now if you're driving but if you're sitting at a desk, if you're walking the dog, head on over to anti Just see what we got going on. You can see all the strength training programs we do. You can see the next start date for our 12-week anti-diet course. What um, the
1: heck is it all about?
0: You can see what it's all about. You could. We've got some goodies in there for you. You can do our weekend nutrition blueprint, which shows you how to stop sabotaging your <laughs> nutrition efforts on the weekend without giving up the things you love. We've got a strength training guide in there that helps you put together your own strength training pro- programs. Those are free. Sign up for them. You can sign up for Mailing list. We send out a newsletter a couple times a week, and life is good. So check all that stuff out. And without further ado, let's get into this episode.
1: Or find us on Facebook, Lingzo Fitness Academy. Oh, shoot. Or Instagram. It's so all the same stuff. Lingzo was, Fitness Academy.
0: There was further ado. Yeah. Lingzo Fitness Academy on Facebook. We got a group that we put all a uh, bunch of trainings in, and Lingzo Fitness Academy on Instagram as well. All right.
1: Now they got it all.
0: Now they got it all. There will be no more ado, Angie well actually i'll start with the question today
1: okay
0: i'll start with the question today because the podcast is called the missing piece and i think we've both let me say this it's never one and done transformation is not one and done transformation is ongoing it's always like you're always it's it's evolving right so we say transformation but really transformation is 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 an ongoing process it's really a bunch of evolutions right and so at various times in our fitness careers, if you want to call it, we've we found ourselves stuck because we were missing something. And so Angie was going to talk today about her missing piece. And you're you want to talk specifically today about aesthetics. I do. Like when when you basically got jacked for the first time.
1: Which was pretty cool.
0: <laughs> when she finally saw the changes to her body composition that she had been it'll break your heart, but she had been working so hard. She was, she was, (laughs) she was going to. I really was working hard. She was working a full-time job. She was going to grad school. So she would be, and she would, and she would get to the gym at like 5 a.m. before work. She would hit the elliptical. She'd work a full day.
1: Sometimes I do those group classes with that bar.
0: Yeah. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. I'm sure it was sweet. So she would do that. It was sweet. And then she would work all day, and then she'd, you know, go to grad school at night. And then she'd come home at like ten o'clock at night and just do it all over again like groundhog's day. And the whole time she was eating like twelve hundred calories a day. It was like crazy. I- right.
1: Yeah. Weren't you? Well, because I was trying you were a try- bunch of different plans. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, let's just
1: say they probably all equated to that amount.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, because you weren't even really counting back then.
1: I wasn't counting back, yeah, back then.
0: Yeah. So just typical, like, we'd go on a date and she'd order a salad because she thought that's what she had to do. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, doesn't that just break your heart to and hear now somebody— now
1: I order salad because I want to.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but doesn't it just break your heart to hear somebody working that hard and— not not getting not getting what I they want wanted. out of it like yeah. that's that's super frustrating and you know and i'm not just saying this to poke fun at you but there's
1: no but it, it really is it, frustrating for a
0: lot of people it's, it's more common than you think for people to be like man am i putting in some effort
1: i'm spinning my wheels and i'm
0: spinning my wheels i'm not getting any traction towards what i want and that's that's kind of what the missing that's how this whole thing the name of the podcast came about the missing pieces because it's like at different times in your life, there are different missing pieces and here's how you know that something is missing is when you are spinning your wheels like that, when you are putting in a bunch of effort and you're not getting any traction going forward. Here's the good news. You're willing to put in work and you're willing to think about it. And when you find that missing piece, you will get the traction you want. So you're really, really close. You just have to do a little bit of detective work to figure out where you're just a, just a hair off, and once everything gets lined up, you're going to get that traction, and you're going to shoot forward super quick. So, Angie, tell us, tell us, take it away. Tell us what was going on at that point. Tell us about the missing piece that you discovered.
1: All right, and when I told Paul I wanted to talk about this, I said I do want to just talk about it in terms of aesthetics because I feel like a lot of times women, in particular. We are embarrassed or we feel ashamed to say, like, I want to lose weight because I want to look hot. (laughs) Like, I want to feel sexy again. I don't want to wear that baggy black shirt all the time or go through the hundreds of pieces of clothes I have in the closet just to go back to my go to outfit that basically kind of makes me look frumpy anyway. But I feel confident in it because I'm not happy with what's underneath. And I just... I was spinning my wheels like Paul. He kind of already gave you what was going on, but I'm going to back it up a little bit as to why I even started to get healthy or wanted to get fit or started different diet plans. I'm kind of your typical person. I was athletic in high school. I played every sport imaginable. I was super fit, super lean. I go to college. I decide to stop moving my body. I was over it and I... Probably didn't really move for a good four to five years. We went to University of Illinois. So if you have any idea about this campus, it's a large campus. I could have easily gotten a lot of movement in. I drove to all my classes. I ate everything you could imagine in sight staying up, obviously, till two or three, still eating. And I gained your typical weight. So like I'm a 5'4 frame and I don't know, Paul, what, like maybe I weigh like 115 pounds right now, but I think I weighed close to 140 when I graduated college. And so for me at 5'4, that was a lot of weight, especially someone coming with a super athletic background. And I just, I will never forget At the time, I was working in one of my corporate jobs, the one Paul was mentioning where I would go super early. I'd work out before and then I'd sit there all day and I'd go to grad school. And it was just this defining moment where we had to wear suits at this job. And I had on a pencil skirt, you know, and it wasn't like an elastic band. It was like a tighter band that sat on my waist. And I just remember feeling so stuffed and so full and like literally like my belly fat was just spilling over this pencil skirt. And I remember thinking to myself, I kind of like held on to it and I touched it and I was like, that is really disgusting. Like, I can't believe that this athletic soccer player who was just fit and vibrant and that it made me confident, confident when I was just lean and just energized like that, that this is kind of what I had become. And it was almost like my moment where I was like, is that where I want to keep going or am I going to do something about this? And so I started to go through all the the diet plans and I started to do all, you know, the like Paul said, I was doing the elliptical, I was hitting the treadmill, I was doing like group workouts. I was doing anything I could think of wherever it was I was reading in a magazine or I was finding on social media or I was hearing from a friend or a girlfriend what they were doing just to change my body. I just didn't want to feel like I did, and basically, I felt disgusting, which made me have low self esteem, low confidence. I wasn't. I just wasn't happy. And if you know me, if you've ever had any relationship with me, I am a really happy person, and it it wasn't me. And so, I think what was really, really missing for me, I, like I knew what I wanted, I knew how I wanted to feel, I knew what things I I had to do. Like I knew that moving my body was going to make me look better. I knew that eating a certain way. And back then I did think it had to be all quote unquote, clean food. I knew that nutrition played a role with changing my body composition. But what I was missing is I wasn't doing the plan that was fit for me. And here's what I mean by that. A lot of times we want a quick fix, which in that moment, I wanted a quick fix. I wanted it badly. I wanted to immediately feel better. And that's just not how life goes with anything, right? Like patience is what I was missing. And the, uh, how do I even say it? Being okay with knowing that one plan might not be the only plan that works for me, that I would have to be opened to uh, adapting to being flexible to understanding myself and my relationship with food and fitness. And there is no one size fits all plan, but I thought there had to be. And so I think back when I worked at the Hyatt. That's where I was. I remember my girlfriend and I, we were doing Weight Watchers at the time because we had that little like Bible Weight Watchers book. Like if you've done it, you know what I'm talking about, right? And it's like Rice Krispie Treat. Okay. Four points. Boom. Got it. Like I love sweet. So I would always try to build in my processed food first. And I went through it and I kind of saw a little bit of results, but not for the amount of effort I was putting in. And so then somebody else came and told me they were doing, oh, it was Paul Lingzo. the whole nine paleo. And he's like, yeah, like this is going to be so good for us. And he was probably doing it more for like the types of food and maybe to kind of help us, you know, like our insides match our outsides. Well, I was
0: I was doing it because of fear mongering. If, <laughs> if you read the book, it's like you're going to die if you eat wheat. You're going to die if you eat dairy preservatives preserve <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yes. And so I started paleo and I was like, that's it. That was my missing piece. You know, I was still eating processed food and I was like, now I'm just going to clean it up. I'm going to eat nothing inflammatory. Like this is going to be so good for me. And what happened was I became more of an emotional wreck. Right. So again, that planned, it wasn't the right it wasn't the right fit for me. Like I, I still was missing, like what is going to give me the aesthetic results I want. But now I had kind of gotten onto a new, new path. I needed something that mentally and emotionally matched how I wanted to feel aesthetically. And I wanted to feel happy and confident, but there were times where I would just look at maybe like a cookie. Cause you know, in paleo you can't have a cookie and I would be <laughs> so upset that I would, that I was even thinking about, having a cookie right like that's an issue and i'll never forget paul bringing up to me like hey like this might not be the right fit for you if you can get that hung up and that upset with yourself for wanting something outside of these parameters like how are you ever gonna have like the body transformation that you want when all you're doing is fixating on the negatives and i swear to god there are a lot of people that do paleo and they lose weight or the whole nine i should say how are you ever
0: gonna have the life you want
1: I know, but what I was going to say, there are people out there that lose weight, but I just was not
0: one of them because... Well, go wait, did we was it this podcast or the last one where we were talking about you have to lower calories even, yes. if, you, even if you don't count them? Yep. Well, I got news for you. Cutting out three major food groups, four major food groups, kind of artificially lowers your calories until you get into the paleo desserts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway.
1: So. No, you're. But you're right. Like yeah. an all natural nut butter. Well, I would just eat like that because it tasted like sugar to me at that right, point. Right. And so, I guess what I'm trying to get at is like I, I knew there was something out there that was going to work for me, and for me, it was always trying to get the referral from my friend or neighbor, or coworker that was working for them, and I always kept trying that plan and trying that plan, and it wasn't until I accepted that. There was no perfect plan for me that I had to create my way with it. And I kind of had to be more flexible. And if Greg O'Gallagher ever listens to this, that was. <laughs> I found him a few years ago, no, back in 2015. And it was the first I ever heard of this flexible dieting thing. And it was like, look like a Greek goddess. And I was like, well, there it is. That's the program for me. <laughs> They're not telling me not to eat sugar. They're not telling me no preservatives. They're not saying I have, only can have two shakes a day and one 600 calorie meal. He literally put it into numbers, which is, yes, the episode we did before this, we were like, yeah, just know how many calories you consume Try, try to eat some nutrient dense food cause it's going to make you feel good, but also be realistic and have the things that bring you enjoyment. And for the first time in a long time, that was my missing piece. I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, you're going to encourage me to enjoy myself. While I eat, like, I don't have to feel guilty about wanting a cookie every single day. I I can't just save that for Saturday when I have my cheat meal and when I just blow the entire week Mm. because I was so good the entire week. I just deserve to have that on on the weekend. It was like
0: cheat meals,
1: the treat day, cheat meal.
0: That's a whole that's probably a whole other topic. But if Mark if that, that down. If that's a word you use, that's your missing piece. Yes. But how yeah. many
1: times in every diet plan that a yeah. lot oh, of yeah. us do, we use those words. Like I mm-hmm. was bad, I was I cheated, or I mm-hmm. had a treat. It's like, well, what does it matter? And that was my my issue. I was missing acceptance that There, there is no perfect plan. The only plan that is perfect is the one that actually works for you. And so I started exploring and I started doing this flexible dieting. I also started listening to Paul and started to really strength train. I wasn't just (laughs) bopping around the gym doing like the next hot, workout trend or video he was like hey just like anything else if you want to get better at it you actually have to have a plan and then work the plan progress the plan and i got on a strength training program and i started this flexible dieting and i never looked back for the first i I saw my body change really quickly Mm -hmm. actually because i had data to go out uh, off of and i had logic rather than emotion. And I, I just ch- tracked numbers and I just looked at food as a number and there was no good or bad food. And the workouts, I just looked at it as like, Oh, this is more like a sport. Like this is what I actually loved about soccer is every time I just step into my workout, this is practice and it doesn't have to be beat down. I just have to look at it and I have to get better the next time I step into that workout. And some days it's game day and I'm going to crush it and I'm going to go for benchmarks. And it all just started to connect. And for, the first time in a long time, I was excited about mm. the way that I ate and the way that I moved my body. And then the way that I fueled my brain, it didn't feel like work. It didn't feel frustrating. It didn't mm. feel like I was spinning my wheels. I just, and still every single day. And i am done that's
0: this, the key. You had traction.
1: I had traction and yeah. I, I still have traction. Like people are like, are, do you still track your food? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I am in the body that I want throughout all seasons throughout all changes in my life, whether it's a good storm or it's a positive, we're on like a positive note. Like I have been in the body that I want now for six years, right? Even mm. through pregnancy, like when we did a lot of IVF and I've gone through a lot of hormones well, and yeah, I, I just continue to do it because it, it just gives me some sense of control and it keeps me in traction and, and momentum. and. That's what I was missing. Like, I'm excited to plug my food into my fitness pal because I'm just like, I can have cookies and gooey butter cake and beer and and green beans and chicken and zucchini and all the stuff I love. And I can aesthetically now look and feel right. like I want and with I, an emotional self to match it.
0: And I think when people ask you that, they're like, do you still track your food? It's it, it's coming from a place of like, well, isn't that a pain in the ass? That's why they're asking. You know, because in, in the answer is, I mean, for you specifically, the answer is no. It's extremely easy. The answer, you know, part one A is that I can show you how to make it extremely easy. <laughs> so easy, um, you know. But the, the next thing is, if you don't, want, if you if you don't want to, then don't. Yeah. Right. If you don't want to, then don't. Then find another way. But there, you can do it. Like you have to enjoy it, and you you cannot look at it as burdensome.
1: And that's what I was getting at. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You wrapped me up. Like I just had to keep being okay with trying different ways of eating and moving my body until I found one that I'm like, I could do that literally forever.
0: Yeah, totally. and And Totally. And I think if anybody came to me as a blank canvas and was like, what should I do? I'd be like, lift weights and count macros, but they're not blank canvases. They're mm -hmm. not, you know what I mean? So let's meet you where you're at. In, in a, this is how you can coach yourself or this is how we coach people, whatever. Let's meet you where you're at. What do you like right now? Yeah. What makes you feel good? What makes you feel unless ma- what makes you feel good? And let's match that with what actually gives you progress.
1: Yeah. And like if you're someone who has done a lot of diet plans, I like to ask a lot of the people that we coach, Hey, of all those plants, pick your pros and then pick your cons. Like, what did you like about that? Oh, right. well, I liked that it was structured eating times, right? They told me to eat at this time mm-hmm. in here. Oh, Great. Okay. What did you not like about it? And maybe it was, well, they I didn't get to have dessert or, you know, so you can take what you've already done and use that as part of your framework to start building this. Like, what do you actually like in an eating plan or an exercise plan?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely there's, there's no wasted effort. Even when you were spinning your wheels and you weren't seeing the results you wanted, it was teaching you, you were learning about things that you did like. And, Uh you know, maybe in some cases you were learning about what you were not willing to do or what you didn't like, such as, you know, restricting whole food groups or whatever. But like, it doesn't matter. That doesn't mean that those were wasted efforts. Those are all valuable learning lessons. And that's why we say fail fast. Like, just just do it. Get in there, screw it all up, learn a few lessons, move on. Because the more you fail, the, every single time you fail, you're getting closer to succeeding.
1: Right. And so. this might make you laugh, but what did I come up with that I actually like? Everyone out there, I actually do like chicken. And I do like, <laughs> I do like broccoli and green beans. And I love sweets and I love sugar. And that's my happy medium, right? And mm-hmm. so what I came up with is uh, we chuckle, but... Paul's always like, oh, I love vegetables, but he secretly hates vegetables. I really do love them. And so I fill my day with them and I fill my day with my lean proteins and I have my dessert and I'm a happy self.
0: Yeah, buddy. All right. Do
1: you want to talk about yours or do you want to do it on a different episode?
0: I say we, I've, I've got a lot of missing pieces. Um, that was
1: just my aesthetic one. So yeah. I'm going to leave it at that though. Yeah.
0: we'll we'll, you know what? We'll come back to it for me, for you. Um, for different times in your life We'll come back I'll talk about it You know Some some of my stuff Later on Because I've been through A lot of different Sort of phases with it And um, we'll But yeah leave,
1: If you're someone out there Who yeah, we'll has You know, struggled with just finding the right plan for you. Just keep exploring and just knowing.
0: Exploration. Exploration without the expectation that you've landed on the one true way. Right. I think that would be it. Right. There is no one true way. There's just your there's just your path. Like, what do you enjoy? And more importantly, it's like, what do you where should you be at right now? Yeah. In your life. You know, there's no one true way and there's no one true answer for you. It's going to change over right, time. And this
1: is what's worked for me.
0: Mm-hmm. So okay. keep keep exploring, keep doing the detective work to find that missing piece. All right, we'll leave it there. We'll talk to you soon, guys.